0: up internet oh this movie's not gonna kill you it's just gonna hurt you really really bad my name is matthew kroll and i'm shaheer dowd shorty i'm beautiful and this is the only podcast about movies specifically the summer blockbuster Suicide
1: Squad. Number one, Blockbuster. Number one still. Well, num- you know, you. I think you said this last year, like uh, there's so many prefaces with like this I number know. one, like number one in August. I actually <laughs>
0: just read that this beat, uh, what was it? It beat Civil War's first Tuesday. And I wow. was like,
1: great. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you know, it, I, think it, I think the other noticeable thing is it beat Guardians of the Galaxy last year. Right. Yeah. This is why we can't have nice things, people. <laughs> 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 this is... I am so sad. Don't be sad, here. We're going to turn that
0: front upside down. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk through the pain.
1: Why are we talking about that?
0: Because, because the internet demands it. Does it, though? Actually, kind of, yeah. So I was working with a group of people doing a shoot in New York yesterday, and many of them that actually listened to us, which is very strange. And, um, <laughs> wait, they, what? I know. They, they were like, I cannot wait for your Suicide Squad (laughs) podcast. And I was like,
1: really? I was like, okay, so here we are. This is our Suicide Squad podcast. Uh, We are the only podcast about Suicide Squad and the only podcast about movies. (laughs) Uh, You can reach us at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at onlymoviepod. Uh, We have been getting a lot of feedback and notes to do specific movies. If you caught our last week's episode, The Childhood of Alita, which was specifically requested by Jacob on our Facebook page, um, you know that we listen to our fans and listen to requests. So if you have one, please pass them our way. We also love them iTunes reviews. Um, If you want to help us out and support us in any way, we don't have a Patreon page or a Kickstarter or anything, but we really like those iTunes reviews. You pay us in stars. Yeah, they give us us a little bit more visibility uh, on the podcast universe. Yes. Um, Speaking of visibility in the podcast universe... Yeah. We're doing a live show, here. Oh my. Yeah, so if you want to see us live. Yeah.
0: And why wouldn't you? I, why wouldn't you? We're beautiful, Shorty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be at PAX PAX West, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Friday night, September 2nd, 6 p.m. at the Sphinx Theater, doing our panel called Getting Good G.U.D. at Making Video Game Movies. Where we're going to basically deconstruct how Hollywood has treated my favorite genre. Not genre, I guess Your medium. favorite thing. My favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and how we can make it better. How we can make these things better if we could sit all the major studios down and teach a class they should probably just come to the panel basically we're saying we can fix hollywood i'm saying we can fix video game movies absolutely it's going to take some doing it's going to yeah. be me Shakir our buddy Red uh and also James Portnow of extra credits fame he's going to give us our gaming clout we need and uh yeah it's going to be it's going to be
1: 100% awesome so if you're in the Seattle area please come on down now if you want to do something that's 100% not awesome See suicide squad. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. So, well, It's
0: impossible. it's impossible. (laughs) It's impossible. What do you want to talk about? History of Suicide Squad first. Is that what you're going for?
1: Uh, I was gonna say, well, yeah. I mean, are you a fan of like the comic books? What do you know about? Suicide
0: uh, I Squad? am not. I, d- I haven't really read most of them. I read like an issue or two here or there. Once it was like rebranded, the ninth time DC reboots its fucking universe. But mm-hmm. like, uh, I, I knew I read the issue, the first issue where Harley was actually in it.
1: Is that the new fifty-two or
0: maybe? Yeah. I, again, I'm not the DC guy. Sadly, um, I uh, the closest thing I can think of is Marvel's version of Suicide Squad is called the Thunderbolts. Okay. And it's very similar. It's a, like, government-funded thing where they send bad guys and they have explo- – it's, it's the same fucking thing. Right. They rip each other off all the time, especially back in, like, the 70s and the 80s. But um, I read there's a whole uh, sort of series about um, how Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin, mm-hmm. uh, becomes the head of Thunderbolts. And, right. like, it's a very cool – the thing is – I, I, I want to say it was written by Garth Ennis, but I could be totally wrong on that. Right. Um, anyway, uh, I, so that's the closest I've come. I'm not a I'm not a fan. I liked them on Arrow. They did a mini Suicide Squad sort of pass on the TV show Arrow. I'm a big fan of the television universe and the animated universe of DC stuff. Right. Um. But no, I'm not. I mean, are you? Are you, you haven't read them?
1: Uh, I have not. I've read one it, like edition of the Suicide Squad. I yeah. think many years ago, and it wasn't something that like. You know, kept my attention. Sure. Um but but you know, I'm aware that they are. Is this thing called the Suicide Squad? Well, I know some of these individual characters, um, and obviously, it's impossible to avoid the marketing for this. How movie. could that's what I was going <laughs> to say?
0: The marketing for this thing is fucking everywhere. There was so, like
1: five trailers like, starting last year at Comic Con 2015. I, this is the thing. I don't watch movie trailers, and it was impossible to like not see a trailer for Suicide Squad. I did see the initial teaser and I thought that was really good. I, I was, was interested. Was that the, the, I started a joke. Yeah,
0: yeah. the I, dark trailer, that was awesome. Yeah. And then you know what? The fucking zany trailer was even fucking cooler. Dude.
1: I didn't watch any of those.
0: I gotta tell you, I rewatched them after I watched this movie. I watched all three trailers and some promotional stuff. Right. And for a lot of them, I still got feels. Like I still like it resonated so hard with me, like the images with the with the way they were playing it, either the hokey version or the dark and sort of moody yeah. version. Like the I was Bahamian watching it.
1: Rhapsody trailer is, is really yeah. cool. Yeah. And like I'm just like, wow. So do you want to know a fun fact? Yeah. Is that in the re-editing process of this movie, which is painfully evident, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah, like we'll, we'll talk about pain, that. Um, they actually brought in the team that cut the trailers, um, trailer, a trailer house, to recut the movie. And, and then was, there were two
0: versions, right? There yeah.
1: was Ayers, David Ayer's version and, uh, and and the trailer house version. I, I think there's been a few versions. One thing that's painfully obvious to me... Well, one thing that I, when I watch the movie, and you're going to hear what my opinion on the whole enterprise is, is I was... I felt like they DCP'd the wrong movie. Like like the wrong cut went out because this yeah. I The thing that makes me sad about this movie is it's it's so incoherent that that I'm not sure I'm not sure how it actually made it out of the studio into a movie theater. It it's so bafflingly incoherent.
0: Well, I'll tell you, they don't give a shit cuz
1: they know it'll make money. Because they'll just shovel it and we'll just watch it. Yeah. Uh, I feel one of the things I feel bad about is that I paid to see this movie.
0: Here is the thing, and this is why, and I feel like my anger will rise um, uh, the, the, uh, as this sort of goes on, because you, guys, if, if you, the, <laughs> the <Well>. anger rises. <laughs> um, no, the okay. If if I don't care about a movie and it sucks, like Fantastic Four sucked. Yeah, I wasn't particularly angry that Fantastic Four sucked. Yeah, it sucks. They're making shovelware for like movies now, but like. Uh, you know, whatever there, I knew it was going to be bad. It was going to be bad. This I had hopes for, and this again, trailers invoked emotional responses in me. Yeah. So I feel doubly betrayed by like, what, why am I giving this fucking company chances? Right. (laughs) So like, this is the thing. The rumor was that there are two cuts. is the original David Ayer cut before they went back and tried to make it funny Mm -hmm. and slather fucking at least four soundtracks smashed into the damn thing. Yeah. Um and then there's the funny cut cut by trailer house. Right. And then they they tested both versions. Yeah. And then they tested equally. <laughs> so what's the solution Shahir? Well, Why not just make a choice with one or two versions, right? Maybe oh maybe do the dark one, maybe do the funny one even if it's the wrong choice, at least they're making a choice. No, mm-hmm. there's a third dark option. Mm-hmm. Let's mix the two cuts together. And it's so blatantly obvious they chucked this thing in a goddamn blender to try to make everyone happy all of the time, which we know is
1: impossible <laughs> beyond comic book movies. Yeah. Pick a fucking direction. You know, it's interesting. I remember a thing about Steven Soderbergh, and I think even Louis C.K. said this about his uh, one of his movies as well, is that there are certain movies that just don't taste well. It doesn't mean they're not good. They just, you know, like if you... If you ask a general audience, and, and the movie that Steven Soderbergh was referring to is a movie I just rewatched, The Limey. okay, the, the Limey is amazing. It's brilliant. It's it's a work of genius that will stand the test of time. Mm. But but it's you know like. Steven Soderbergh, you know, rightly uh, refused to, to have that movie tested. And he was like, look, this movie is not going to test well. If you ask an audience, did you think this was funny? Did you think this was good? they are going to get a confused look on their face. And most of the time they're going to lean towards the negative. It yeah. doesn't mean the movie's not good. Because here's
0: a secret coming from people that shit on things for their not living.
1: Yeah. Uh. It's so
0: easy to look at a thing and be like, that sucks. In fact, you're probably going to come off as smarter if you look at a thing and you're not smart and you say that sucks. It's just an inherent thing. People can latch onto the negativity more. I'd like to (laughs) think that you and I at least back up things and we will. Oh, we will with this film. But like, it's just when you're in a group of people, how easy is it to fucking kick circle anything if three people out of the six hate it? Right. Like, and you're. Most people want to go with the hive, sadly. Yeah. So I'm a huge f- anti-fan of focus groups. I think focus groups. anti Yeah.
1: Sorry, I'm just waking up the negative.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think focus groups are the biggest joke that, that somehow it's, it's just like sort of any sort of useless like leftover appendage or like uh, an organ in your body. It's the appendix of the, of the <laughs> testing world. We don't need it because it
1: doesn't really tell you shit. Um, we've been talking for a little bit here, and we haven't even gotten into the movie. We're so worked up about this thing. What is What is Suicide Squad about?
0: Suicide Squad. Uh, I'm not going to read the IMDb. You do you want to read the IMDb?
1: Or you want me to read the IMDb this
0: time? You want to do it in your? Do you want to do it in your Joker voice? Uh, I know you've been practicing. Oh yeah, I've been totally practicing. It's just an <laughs> amalgamation. Let's see if I can pull this up. Here we go. Let's have some fun. Tell you what, I'm going to do it in my Joker voice. Here we go. This is closer to Mark Hamill, I'd like to think. A secret government agency recruits a group of imprisoned supervillains to execute dangerous black art missions in exchange for clemency, which ultimately leads to chaos.
1: (laughs) Even that didn't put a smile on my face. No, no. No, it didn't do anything for me. So... Um. Yes, and uh, basically, uh, uh, a little bit of a macro thing is that the that uh, uh, Viola Davis in this movie who plays Amanda Walker, Amanda Waller, Waller, <laughs> Amanda Waller. Waller is recruiting a team of bad guys in order to do good things because these bad guys are expendable, much like the Sylvester Stallone movie. Um. Movies. Movies. Now, I have one major beef with this movie, and I, I saw this movie with a uh, frequent guest of our show, Gerard Mulligan. Um, oh, you went and saw it with Gerard? I did, yeah. Amazing. Oh, side note, before you tell the
0: story, I do have to make one correction from our Batman V Super... No, from our Ghostbusters podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, He said he was the only 3 Pete, or he was the one that was on the show the most. Oh, yeah. That is not true. That's not true, Steven. That, well, Buse has been on it three times as well, but also... Um, Robin oh. has been on it four times. Has she really? Yeah. What? So I'm reworking, uh, Jira's, uh, Jira, uh, cries. You're out. To, hold, on, hold on. He is the, uh, the person <laughs> who I haven't slept with who has been on the show the most.
1: I feel sorry for Stephen Buger right now.
0: Hey, we lived <laughs> together a long time. <laughs>
1: um, so I saw it with Jira and I, I, uh, I had one major beef with this movie, and it's a real fundamental beef. And to the point where Gerard and I were yelling at each other outside the movie. Yes. Era, and then I followed up with emails and he got annoyed. Of course at you did, you jackass. Because <laughs> I, I, I just. Wait, I, so what did he think of the movie? Uh, I think he thinks it's terrible. Oh, so. Oh, OK. <laughs> but, but I have one fundamental big problem with this movie. Sure. Harley Quinn shouldn't be in this movie. Harley Quinn has no purpose in this movie. She does not belong in here. The movie doesn't justify her existence to be in this movie. And if I and, and she but she is the headline cast member of this movie next to Will Smith. And there is no reason for her to be in this movie. There's really no reason for
0: any of them to be in the I don't, here's, here's what I will say in conjunction. I don't disagree with you, yeah. but I don't think there's no reason for her to be in this movie any more than any other character that's in this movie.
1: I think Captain Boomerang is the next character who doesn't need to be in this. movie. None of no, 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 none of them do. There's
0: nothing. Nothing that happens in the plot has anything to do with any character's backstory, with the exception, if you really want to stretch it, to Will Smith and trying
1: to get back to his daughter. Right. Uh, My problem is, is that Viola, uh, Amanda Waller, is try, her, her stated mission in this movie is to assemble a group of people. To in order to combat the next meta human crisis, what if Superman was didn't share our values? Sure. So okay, understandable. Like we want to have like some a black ops team who could who could fight back against that kind of threat. Yeah. All right. So, so you got a Superman. All right. And you're gonna have uh, okay a dead shot, a guy who's like the world's best shooter. Okay, I get it. You're gonna have a Killer Crocodile, this meta human guy who's like. You know, who has super this strong, super and he's the cannibal strong, cannibal yeah. tough skin. You can have Enchantress, this this witch from... You really the- only need Enchantress. Yeah, you only need Enchantress. You <laughs> know, no, just, just follow with me for a second. You've got Katana, who's got this magical sword thing. I'm, I'm with Steals you. Steals I'm, souls. I'm... I'm, I'm I'm I heard
0: kinda, that I heard that from some exposition from Jack Flagg or Rick Flagg or whatever I'm, the fuck Flag's name I'm, is.
1: I'm kind of with you on this so far. Okay, and then you've got uh, Captain Boomerang. Okay, he throws a boomerang and he's Australian and he drinks beer. I'm not quite with you, but maybe if you made an argument that he has a special skill set that's akin to Deadshot, sure. Maybe You know, like we see him do something at the end special with these boomerangs. And then... You, and, di- Diablo. and Diablo. Oh, Diablo. Oh. Oh, let's not forget the man who can make fire with his mind—the nuclear option. Uh, Really, this team could be comprised of Enchantress and and El Diablo. Yep, and then you're going to throw in a crazy girl with a baseball bat. You got to have her against the MetaHumans. Well, I, I think I think <laughs> your
0: problem. With this picture? I think your problem is even beyond this. Here's something, and I don't. I will We won't talk too much spoilers yet. But the but the the thing that they eventually in the third act that comes out of sort of fucking nowhere that they have to do is they go into a city to combat basically a giant supernatural CG fucking splooge fest in the sky once again from one of these co- these comic book
1: movies. Wait, where have I seen that before?
0: Everywhere. <laughs> You've seen it everywhere. But this is the thing. This is the thing. Yeah, Avengers does it fucking right. Because the Avengers, the
1: Avengers. Don't care. I'm sorry I even mentioned it. But listen. I'm sorry. But I'm 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 going to prove your your point with the Avengers. Sorry, the Avengers
0: are basically gods for the most part, right? With the exception of a few of them. There's some lesser ones, I guess. On this one too, right?
1: But they they have purpose. I agree with what you're saying. They so have that's purpose. why
0: they fight alien menaces or giant technological armies of AIs and shit, right?
1: Okay. This Suicide Squad has
0: always been street level or at least government level.
1: That and that's what the premise of the comic books are. And that if the if the premise of this movie was that, I would be like, yep. Can, there I'm, are
0: 19 better plots than this. They have to go fight a supernatural nightmare in an abandoned city. So for instance, for instance, they could have done what they should have done, especially if they're going to shoehorn Harley and the Joker in here. You know, it would be a great reason for Harley to be on the team. The if Joker, Joker was a, the, the villain and fucking held a city hostage and they need to get Harley's
1: knowledge of the Joker to make her actually useful. That's a page one rewrite that makes 100 percent sense to me. The the what we got in this film, I was I was just sitting there the whole time going, Why like she's literally the selling point of this movie and there is no need for her to be in this movie. I don't understand why anyone in the logical existence of this movie needed to have Harley Quinn in the team,
0: but even there's a scene where Amanda Waller's is trying to prove to the government. It's not the scene in the trailer where they're eating dinner. That's when she first brings it up, and yeah. then they bring it up to like the full cabinet or whatever. Yeah, and she basically is like she uses Enchantress as an Enchantress's sole thing is it's um she's uh, un,
1: she's not quite controllable. She's
0: not quite controllable, but she has this. So it was a what was it an ancient Mayan or yeah. or something, something god like that uh, infested a uh, archaeologist? Yeah, uh, June June Moon or yeah, yeah. Mooney or something. <laughs> Doctor June Moon. Doctor June Moon. <laughs> (laughs) Uh, and um, then if she says the word Enchantress she releases the Enchantress but Amanda Waller had her heart heart, and that let her control it because she would do whatever so one of the examples was she basically sends Enchantress she says like go fetch or whatever and in a second she comes back with like Iran's nuclear arsenal book or something like that like the equivalent of like these plans that the military has been trying to steal for years. She did in mere seconds. Yeah. And that's what gives Amanda Waller the 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 clout, the sort of like, okay, go ahead with your thing. But the
1: fact of the matter is, they could just use Enchantress. Yeah, and they could they could just, you could use Enchantress for like big jobs and you could use El Diablo for like... Street Medium levels. jobs. Yeah. And then you could use
0: Harley Quinn and Deadshot for like street fag what jobs. What would you use? I mean, at this point,
1: what would you use Harley Quinn for? I don't know. Yeah, I, I for that, Joker jobs. That, this for the, Joker jobs. You exactly, use Harley Quinn exactly. If if the if the film had posited that the Joker was the villain of this film, do you do you I, think that was like at one point? Do you really? Because otherwise,
0: you're you're 100 right. Mm-hmm. Do you think at one point it was a Joker? It would it, make sense because here's the deal. Yeah, there's a scene you've seen in the trailers with the Joker laughing and he's surrounded by knives and computers and baby clothes. And what's
1: weird is that is that, um, is that everyone in that trailer in moment reacts. To go, uh oh. It's, it's, this is not good. This is not good. The bag, the big bad. I guarantee
0: you the original cut had him as the villain and I guarantee you they did. But
1: that scene actually is a flashback and the person that he is. No,
0: that scene's not a flashback. That scene is one of his henchmen is telling them where Harley's going to be so he can go to the city and then he falls back laughing into the pit of knives and baby
1: clothes and computers. That that scene. Okay. So I was thinking thinking about the one where he's actually torturing Harley, which is is played up in the trailer. Like, you know, it was your opening line. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, this is the point at which the Joker comes into the story, and this is why we need Harley Quinn." But it's actually Harley Quinn who's on the table, who's going to be tortured by him. Right. So it's a flashback that has no relevance to the actual plot of this movie. It's just sort of an internal flashback for Harley. Yeah.
0: It's it. So so, but but I I I really think there's a cut of this movie where the Joker's the villain.
1: I don't see how because the Enchantress plays such a big part of the of the the main thrust of why these guys are like, I just feel like, I feel like think about, think about that ending. Look, it makes complete sense to me that the Joker should be the villain of this movie, but that's not what this movie is. And if that was what this movie is, they must've, they must've shot like two thirds of reshot two thirds of it because it costs 10 mil because he is reshoots cost
0: $10 million. He
1: is so incidental to this plot. He just kind of appears for no reason. And, and again, from a structural standpoint, if you don't know the Joker and Harley Quinn's relationship, you're kind of wondering why he's even in this movie. They set it up bare
0: bones. I'll, look, I'm not saying they did it well, but I think from a person coming in cold wanting to know who the fuck Harley Quinn is, you kind of get it. The weird part and the continuity part from the comic books is... And, and everyone on the fucking internet's called this out. In this movie, he's, like, obsessed with her and loves her intrinsically, yeah, and, and, and he's and hunting a more her down. It's
1: abusive relationship than the other. In
0: the, in the yeah, in, he, in, he, it's not even, it's, it's almost like abuse and neglect in a certain point, because yeah. he'll just throw her under the bus whenever and leave, and then yeah. she'll be heartbroken, and then he'll come back when he's bored.
1: Yeah. Like, he. Again, that loves, I mean, again, you're, we're talking about something that is so big in the film, but so weirdly uninvolved in what the film is about. You know, like it's, it's, I, I just, I what was
0: Gerard's argument? I'm just curious. What was his argument? Why I, she was supposed to be there?
1: I didn't, I don't want to like speak for Gerard if he listens to this, sure. I'm, I'm, but his counterpoint to this was that if you're going to see a suicide squad movie, Holly Quinn's going to be in it because she's in the comic. And I, I don't buy. I reject. Well, that here's, here's the thing. I, I, agree with that. But then the script has to. The film needs to justify her yes. existence in the movie. Yeah, I, and it really I, doesn't. It, it, it doesn't. It,
0: and, and you don't have. So, okay. The two main characters, if you're not familiar yet, are Will Smith's Deadshot, who yeah. I thought. I mean, it's just because Will Smith is a charismatic motherfucker. Like, yeah. I
1: think he was great. I, I think wanna, Margot Robbie was great. Do, I mean, if we want to go through the things that I liked about the movie. Let's do that. We've been shitting on it. Let's talk about some nice things for a change. Okay, the things I liked about the movie. Will Smith. I think Will Smith should be the biggest movie star on the planet. Isn't he's, he? And he's not, hmm. um, which makes me sad because he's so charismatic. He's so cool. He's so funny. Uh, he can carry anything, and it's a shame to me that he's not the biggest movie star on the planet.
0: Uh, I, I, there's a scene. Well, I won't ruin it yet. Okay. okay
1: uh, Margot Robbie's portrayal of Harley Quinn is pretty good. I think she did he, great with what they gave her. I think m- across the board, most of the actors do a good job. This is the best film Jai Courtney's ever been in. Yeah. I was I was thinking back to Terminator Genisys. Yeah. And yeah, he's... I, I was, really liked him in this. I liked him in he this. Was was, he was fun. You know what? That's the only
0: part of the editing process mm-hmm. I feel like worked out well. Boomerang, Captain Boomerang's in it for the exact
1: correct amount. Although he... Well, we'll get into yeah. things I don't like about the film. Um, I will say this film... Uh, Is particularly diverse uh, without making a big deal about it. Like it feels like there are a lot of people of color in central roles in this film. Yeah. You could argue that this film does not take strides for gender equality. Right. But but, um, as far as having people of color in the movie without making a big deal about it, I was kind of, oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, There is one particular, there's only one CGI moment. In this film that I thought was really good. And I was like, ooh, that's cool. Which one's that? That is when uh, Dr. June Moon transforms into Enchantress. Yes! And the first, for the first the time, hand. The hand, I thought that is a cool transition. That's fucking great. I was like, yes. That is a cool, cool transition.
0: And then what do they do even with that amazing look, Shahir? She looks so fucking badass, all dirty and like crazy and like scraggly and shit. She looks amazing. And then what does she do? I'll tell you, they put her in a fucking sexed up Evil Lynn cosplay (laughs) for the last fucking half of the movie and all she does is dance while keeping her CG pasted head stayed (laughs) completely still and that's how you do magic.
1: Yeah, that uh, that, uh, dance with Caradella uh, Develine. She
0: was fucking awful in this movie.
1: Yeah, I I I, I Granted, I'm sure she wasn't given much. Yeah, I don't I I I don't think it's fair to like because I just that character's handle so poorly. But she was so th- that that and again, it's
0: almost like the story of this entire movie. You get these moments of greatness where you're yeah. like, fuck, this is gonna be
1: great. And then it's like, oh, Well, that's the 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 thing that was weird to me is that there were scenes that I liked, like uh, so when Will Smith is kind of like listing his demands for what he wants in exchange, you know, and he's talking about his daughter going to the best schools, and if she's if her grade starts slipping, I need you people to wipe people this that shit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's a good line, really good, and I like so it was kind of weird because like individual scenes were like, oh, that. I think that's from a good movie, but one there when they're kind of compounded on top of each other and peak characters start doing things that make no sense from one scene to the next. I, I was like, uh, "Oh, filmmaking by committee." It's so weird because I actually I think I think I enjoyed this movie more than Batman v Superman because it but maybe only because it it didn't take itself as seriously. Well yeah, and, and there's
0: moments there's moments like you cho- that Will Smith moment, that mm-hmm. Deadshot moment. There's moments of really funny greatness, the enchantress moment when she first turns. Hell, some Harley sequences I, even like action sequences with her, I really thought were cool and stylized and looked nice, not counting the bullshit CGI villains. Yeah. But like the movement, the camera work, yes, like as far as scene building and placement, you never quite knew where they were and nor do I don't think did anyone who was making this movie care. But like there i i liked it and that's this is the other thing too we'll get into the music a little bit in a little bit but basically this thing is a bunch of music videos
1: yeah this a, thing's a
0: bunch of music videos and some of them are great and some of them are fucking garbage
1: the thing is they're all on the nose like they're all really 100% on the nose yep. it's not it's not like um you could argue Quentin Tarantino does a really good job of pick, of making music videos within his movies mm-hmm. that surprise you. Yep. Like the end of Django when we suddenly hear Tupac. Yeah. It's like whoa that's that's so weird for this film but to it kind works. Of do but it would like it really kind of works. This is you can tell that they pulled out the Warner Brothers like playlist of what's available what big Big tracks. What role? You know, we're doing the Rolling Stones right now. Okay, we got an Eminem track. Let's do an Eminem track. You know,
0: Let's play an Eminem track, or was it Seven Nation Army? I don't know. Yeah. Over Harley Quinn's only time where she speaks in more than five words.
1: Yeah. So I I I gotta admit, lyrics. I, Let's play lyrics over there. I think the the music choices while technically correct are all so on the nose that they all kind of and tripled up and and tripled up by the so by compounding them they all become wrong
0: and here here's a fun fact uh wb if you're listening the reason why old school music and sort of poppy stuff worked for guardians of the galaxy is because it was an actual character moment in star lord's plot it was a tape from his mother and that's why you could go back and forth between being silly fun Mm -hmm. and serious you can't just fucking play your goddamn remix are you fucking
1: beautiful Spotify nonsense and make it do the same shit? Yeah. So I mean, you know, and then the, there's just this part of me that, you know, like I we have this beef all the time about big, big budget blockbusters. I surprisingly enjoyed star trek beyond. and and next to this, Star Trek Beyond is a masterpiece. Um, but well, but but, but you know, like I, I just wonder why we spend so much energy, and this movie makes is making so much money. If it wasn't for the marketing budget of this movie, I think we would rightly and the caliber of star power behind sure. it and the kind of prop, uh, the, the kind of comic book property that's behind this uh, in this movie. I think we would if it wasn't for all of those things, we would rightly relegate this to uh, um, the punchline of this summer that we just forget about it. It, it should and it should be. It should be a film that we don't talk about that much because it's just it's not worth talking about. The only reason I can think to see this movie is from a writing and an editing point of view to see what happens when a film gets derailed. That's what I think is interesting about this movie and the yeah. only thing worth watching. Well,
0: and the story behind it's it's that weird it's that weird meta internet story behind it cuz now what do you got? You got people wanting a petition for uh rotten tomatoes which is fucking stupid. Uh <laughs> idiots they aren't like they aren't rating it themselves, it's an amalgamation of reviews. So, duh. Uh, also, uh, you have a group of people, and this is kind of interesting, Shahir. You might, did you hear about the people that are actually suing that, suing Warner Bros.? Well, Brothers?
1: it's the same uh, lawsuit that uh, went for Nicholas Winding's Drive, which was that someone sued them because the trailer suggested it was going to be like Fast and the Furious. And it was nothing like Fajr. And this Jr. guy
0: has broken it down how it made Joker out to be a main character, and that's why he went and saw it. And there's people that are signing on to this thing, and like all this stuff. And like,
1: I could, uh, you know, look, from if you, if, if, to, if, you're, to be honest with you, if you put a writer on the stand at that trial, and I think you you could rightly argue that that is a bad, a misinformation. Yeah. You know, like I, I think 100%. I, I don't think you should sue movies for being bad. No. But, but, but I think, you know, like there's some validity to the statement that. By 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 pitching the movie that way, this person spent their now fifteen dollars to see the sure movie or more or more, um and and was hoodwinked so to speak. So, uh, I, you know, part of me, <laughs> I, I feel like we shouldn't be talking this this much about this movie. And and part of me, you know, like I have this the the weirdest connection to me is that I feel like this is the Donald Trump of movies. Whoa! Which, which is that this is a this is. <laughs> This is something we shouldn't be talking about. It's so bad that it's laughable, but the more we talk about it, the more we give it power. Power.
0: Well, no, no, no. But this is the, this is the issue. And this is why it's separate like fantastic four. I'm right there with you. Yeah. This one, again, it's the thing I have the problem with. I mean, when movies don't stick a landing, I don't like it. This movie doesn't stick a lot of shit. Yeah. So like, but it's something that I do care about. Like, I care about comic book movies. We all know this, right? And I get sad. I Like F- Fantastic Four, I didn't have a huge emotional reaction to, but I was kind of, eh, you know, it's you, just another you care shitty About one.
1: the properties that you care about,
0: sure. So, like, then you have this where, again, I'm not tied to it from a from a canonical or a comic book place, but I love the Joker. Yeah, I love Harley Quinn. I love anyone in sort of the Batman verse. So even Deadshot, I'm familiar with. I've played, I've fought him in the video games and Killer Croc and like all these are yeah. characters that I like. Yeah. And to do them a disservice, and not even like, yes, there's scripting problems. Of course, the dialogue's yeah. not great, but sometimes it's awesome. Yeah, it means it's written by committee. Uh, also, the, the the just the 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 story of the reshoot. This movie, this is why I find it interesting. It is an example of pure fear. Batman v Superman: Dawn of Yeah, <laughs> got super dark and gritty. When, it, when that property should not have been as dark and gritty. That property should have had some levity and, you know, Batman whatever. Because,
1: I don't think that's the problem with but, Batman. Well,
0: there's, no, no, that's one of the problems. There's other problems. Mm-hmm. But they took the wrong lesson from it and they're like, oh, fuck, everyone wants funny. We have this super dark and gritty movie coming out that should be super dark and
1: gritty. Yeah. And no, fuck, now we need to make it funny because everyone wants it to be funny. You know what I, wa- I would have? Well, I mean, it's hard to argue what this movie should be because it, it, it depends on who's making it. But but uh, you know obviously this is the uh, and this is a, a non gender specific uh, use of the term but a men man on a men on a mission movie so we're talking about the Seven Samurai the Magnificent Seven the Wild Bunch uh, the Dirty Dozen that kind of thing but it doesn't it fails at the most basic functional level of that kind of movie and I think David Ayer who's a is actually a pretty good director yeah um. Just some Fury was solid. I, I didn't see Fury, but I really like End of Watch, and I he wrote Training Day, and I think Training Day is excellent. Yeah. Um. So he I just, didn't write this, did he? He did write this. Oh. But I. How many other people wrote this? I mean, he's credited as the writer and director. Yeah. Um. I, I. I mean, who knows how many people actually got involved in it? But he's credited as the only writer. Yeah. Um. I highly. It just feels like it fails at the most basic level. So I would. What I would have really loved this film to be, and that's not to say that this is what this film should be. But it should have been Fight Club meets The Dirty Dozen. It should have been a film that that really has this punk aesthetic in this sort of men on a mission movie. And it
0: should go into the psychology of these fucking
1: sociopaths. Yeah, and it should have, it should, it should play with it, you know, because we're basically saying, oh, instead of the good guys, here are the bad guys. But this film doesn't, does nothing, nothing of the sort like that. And I can't, I can't. It's hard to like uh, suggest that that I dislike this movie because of what it should be. I do dislike it because of what it actually is, which is that which is which is to say, it is incoherent. It is laughably bad. Um, and and the thing that the the more fundamental thing that makes me I mean the, the thing that I mentioned about Holly Quinn points to to me the Mike Judge idiocracy moment, which is that, <laughs> that, that if this is the direction our big budget blockbusters are going. We're in real trouble here, and we have a real problem. And we are only eight years away, eight years from when The Dark Knight came out, which I think is 100%, the op- 180 degrees opposite from what this is. The Dark Knight respects its audience. It is trying to do something ambitious. Um, and now, but eight years on from that, this is where we're at. And we, And if this is where we're at, I think we've taken a real turn for the worse.
0: Here's the interesting thing about that. I you say you're not you're not mad at it because of what it could be. Right? I'm a hundred percent mad at it because of what it could be. You could we could fucking throw darts at words on a wall and build a better story structure with most of the shit they shot. Like, it's the op it's the absolute worst fucking slice and dice ordering of all the shit this movie has to offer. And you you could just shuffle it. You could put if this comes out on Blu-ray, and I don't even know if Blu-ray players have the shuffle option. Remember on DVD players yeah. you have the shuffle option. You could just play it. You could probably do that, and I bet you it would come out with
1: something more coherent. The pro- problem is, I think it was shuffled, and that's why it's incoherent. Like I I really no, yeah, of course I, when we talked
0: about it, they yeah, shuffled the two cuts together.
1: Yeah, and and I just but I don't know how it made it out of the edit suite. I really that it's it's.
0: The, I think they got to a point where they didn't
1: care, and they just said fuck it. Though, I the think they had a deadline, and they were like, you know, but it's that. It's it's kind of Days of Heaven bad, you know, like like, and, and Days of Heaven is actually better than this, but you know, like at some point they just gave up and kind of put this out. So uh, we've <laughs> been we've been shitting on it in generalities. Let's shit on it with specific moments. We're going to go into spoilers now. Before we do that, you know, I was talking about the idiocracy. My point about like I feel like this is this is another step at the dumbing down of of movie going audiences. I don't think big blockbusters need to be dumbed down like this. Um, and, and, and arguably the dumbing down happens with this kind of need to do some big special effect wank fest at the end of these movies as well. But, but the thing that actually did kind of, there's two, two things that really irk me. Mm-hmm. One is Mike Birbiglia, uh tweeted, uh, his movie don't think now or don't, don't think twice. I think it's called cool. okay. the, the movie, the, the, you know, the, 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 the lovely looking imp- movie about comedy improv troupe starring, uh, oh, yeah, from, oh, yeah. uh his movie opened the same weekend And the MPAA gave it an R rating because two people smoked pot in it. This movie, which is (laughs) one of the most violent, almost to a level of being despicable. This movie isn't that violent. Uh, Suicide Suicide Squad. Squad? Yeah what's it's not what's that su- violent. What's super violent about it? The, when they're decapitating human beings, monsters. They're monsters. They're, they're monsters. CG fucking
0: monsters. And they're CG fire.
1: monsters. It, there's not heads. That's the thing. They make. Well, I got pissed about that. And they're fire. And and there's so much gun violence in this movie. But that, they never but, shoot people. That's the <laughs> weird part. That's what I'm saying. But that's it. To me, it's it's violence. I get without, where you're going. It's violence without consequence. And that film got a PG-13. No, I, this, I agree with what you're saying. That, I'm just saying a PG-13 this, yeah. versus an R-rated movie. No, that is very and true. It's it's it. I think we're, we're starting. I was making a side point. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, we're starting to see this. I I just think this is so problematic. This is, this speaks to so much that is wrong with the world. Um, Yeah. So that's your one thing. What's the other thing? Well, I, I mean, I, come on, buddy, let it out. I, I will never let my child see this movie. Even even I will let my child when at, at an inappropriate age. Watch Fight Club. I will let my child at an inappropriate age watch The Dark Knight. I will let my child at an inappropriate wage, age, right watch, age. Uh, watch Terminator 2. I, w- I will, as long as I have some capacity to control what my child watches, they will never watch this movie. Why? Because I think it'll be a waste of their time. It'll be a waste of, it'll be a waste of time yeah, to watch this movie. Yeah, kids got a lot movie. of time. Um, and I think they should be watching good movies. And this is just, th- this is so far in the opposite direction of a good movie. I think it's so interesting that we
0: hate it for such different reasons. Uh <laughs> because there's two movies there. Um I mean I mean I I I would just say that I you hate it for what it is, I hate it for what it's not.
1: Right. I and I and the only reason I I'm just careful about that is that I'm not involved in the making of this movie and who no, knows how what, 100% when. but my, and also the the this kind of you know, the the thing that the Marvel Universe has set up is this idea that movies need to set up other movies now. Mm-hmm. I feel like that has gotten in the way. It,
0: that it, to to me, that it, didn't it, really poison the well here for me. There was one after credit scene and everything else was normal.
1: The after credit scene that made no sense because it just repeated a piece of information that happened in another movie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I know. But no, no. That's one thing I will give this. This
1: did not get weighed down with, with a lot of continuity. They mentioned Superman once. Unless the but but again it has a main character that has no reason to be there unless that main character is there for other movies, I don't know why that character is in this movie. I don't think the Joker's in it for. I'm talking about Harley Quinn again. Oh, yeah.
0: I don't know. I'm just saying the reason I I feel comfortable in saying that that I'm mad at this movie for what it isn't is it showed me in trailers at least two or three different amazing films that this could have been. Sure. This ideas ideas that had to have been formulated enough to make these trailers. Yeah. And, and then they give you this. And I'm like, fucking, what the shit? <laughs> like, you... It's God, this movie is the, and then we're going to get into the actual movie, but I made this analogy when I walked out of the theater. It's like you saved up a shit ton of money and you bought like the sports car of your dreams, like a Maybach or a a Lamborghini or a Tesla or something. And it's fucking five miles off the lot. And instead of just like joyriding it, you just fucking careed it off a cliff or into a tree just
1: because, or, or or another analogy would be, is that you drive off the lot and then the doors fall away and you realize it's a Toyota.
0: Yeah, I like my crash one because this thing crashes and burns. Anyway, here
1: listen, let's get into the whole thing. So Amanda Waller, spoilers. I think we can we we're happy to talk about spoilers. Yeah. Because and the reason I'm I'm happy to talk about spoilers is my one recommendation is do not pay to see this movie. Do not go see this D- movie and do not pay to see I'm, it. I'm I'm torn and I'll tell you why at the end.
0: Um so they they get this whole thing and Enchantress has proven that they need to do this, so then all of a sudden something bad happens in Metro City. Uh, sure. Uh in one mid, of the mid- I mid- thought it was Metro City. City? I thought it was Mid City or something. Uh, I don't know. Mid, no, because there's like Star City and and all the stupid cities. But then there's other real cities in the DC universe. I don't fucking know. Right. Um. Anyway. Uh. And then they have to gather the Suicide Squad together and mid- all Midway City. Midway yeah. City. Uh, and then, uh, all the while Joker is trying to find where Harley is. Cause she's basically in this black box tank that no one knows. And he gets people on the inside and like they slip her a cell phone and then they, you know, he's tracking her to kind of rescue her, but they're sending her on this mission. Right. Anyway, they evacuate the city because Enchantress frees her brother, the other Mayan God. And yeah. like, he starts wrecking, wreaking havoc in the city and then, they have a very brief moment of exposition where they're like, these people no longer worship us. They worship machines. So I'll build a machine to kill them all. Nah. And, and then like- when. So, again, I got to say the art design for Enchantress pre power up is amazing. I right. think it looks so fucking cool. Right the the aftermath when she's building the machine and doing magic. There's a way to do magic, and God, I hope Doctor Strange does it well. Right. But I have high hopes because of how Scarlet Witch is portrayed doing magic. If you look at Elizabeth Olsen, when she, and I don't know if you... You probably don't even give a shit about this, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. When Elizabeth Olsen is casting spells or doing something as Scarlet Witch, yeah. she, you can tell she, A, is a dancer, and B, went through some chore- choreography to sort of do like actual... It looks like she's doing something. Yeah. This movie enchantress just looks like she's shimmying yeah. and like waving her arms around like a fucking world of warcraft uh spell that's being cast for 10 seconds like animation from 20 years ago uh so so when she gets super powered up then they start building this machine and it's basically making a big trash circle in the sky like another big light in the big middle of a, an abandoned city that there are good guys bad guys whatever have to go stop so they fly the Suicide Squad in all the while. Oh, there's some cool cameo. I mean, the Joker's basically a not cool cameo because he yeah. just shows up randomly and it's just fucking bullshit. Either in a flashback or in a not flashback, you're never quite sure. And then th- there's there's two Batman moments in this. Mm-hmm. Um, one when he catches the Joker and shows sort of Harley's moment. And that's great. I think that was awesome. Then there's also the Deadshot moment. I think the Dead, where Bill and Batman kidnaps Deadshot. I think that's or arrest. arrest i sorry. Kidnaps yeah. arrest Deadshot. <laughs> yeah. That moment with his daughter is super powerful. I, I really like that. It gives It's, it's, it, it's that thing it, we we're talking sets, about
1: like where individual scenes are okay. <laughs> it
0: sets up Deadshot's character perfectly and no other character gets that right. Right. No other character gets that pleasure or, or purpose yeah. other than Deadshot. Even Harley is you spend just as much time on it, but you don't learn shit yeah. about who Harley is.
1: Yeah, or why she's in this movie. So-
0: <laughs> Then another misstep as they're sort of putting the team together is how they like yeah they, they the, the beginning is like that whole like they tried to guardians it up when they did the whole like roll call thing when they get captured and it's like Rocket it, he did this Groot he's that whatever yeah. they did that almost like in a post level stills sort of thing like Killer Croc do 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 yeah, fun yeah. facts trying to be silly they do it for eighty percent of the squad and Except, then yeah. and then they don't do it for two of them oh did they, who was the second person they didn't ah uh, Slipknot. Slipknot I know, I know they and Katana.
1: For, I thought they did do a backstory. Like, we saw Katana no. like fighting some No, Katana.
0: Yeah, no, they did briefly, but they never gave her the, the card, the placard. Right, 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 And the only time you ever learn anything about her is when they're all resting and Rick flags like, her, her sword steals souls. Yeah. She lost her husband. Like, and then it goes into a flashback. Bullshit. The, slip,
1: the Slipknot one was Slipknot so, was so holy fuck. It was just like we're doing a backstory for every character,
0: except this one. You're gonna see for three seconds, except just for, to die.
1: Except for this one. Oh, that's the one that's gonna to die. To
0: prove, because they get explosives stuck in their neck, and the yeah. first thing the criminals do, like, oh, it's a hoax. Let's fucking run. And yeah. Slipknot is, is it Slipknot? Yeah, I don't know. That I don't character. know. I uh, might be. But it was just. It was so. He like, tries to get away, and they blow up his head, and then they're like, oh shit, this is real. Like yeah, that's yeah. why he's
1: there. But that had no weight. Because the way they didn't set it, him up. It seems like the most obvious thing is like sit up that character. to The be, same
0: exact way you set up everyone else. So
1: that it is a surprise.
0: So either you're completely inept at storytelling or you truly don't give a fuck.
1: Yeah, it, it was the strangest decision ever. So
0: so they go into the city and this is something that I found interesting. I was talking to some people about it last night. Um, so they're in the helicopter, right? And they're flying into the city, the abandoned city. And Harley looks out the window And she's like, whoa, look at the pretty lights. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I thought everyone looked outside. For whatever reason, I just thought all the characters, like, they noticed it. But then when they ask Rick Flag, the military guy who's sort of bringing them in, um, you know, what's going on? He's like, terrorist stuff. We have to go rescue this asset from terrorists. And they're like, oh, okay. But, like, did no one else actually look out the window when Harley said, look at the pretty lights to see the giant fucking blue ass trash fire in the sky? I I again- Side note, <laughs> sorry, I'm just gonna
1: keep rambling. Yeah, yeah, no, go, go for
0: it. Uh so the whole reason the suicide squad's supposed to exist is for deniability. Amanda Waller even says this. Mm. So you should just send in this group with the thing of like tracking them and letting them know their heads are gonna explode if they disobey. But they send in Rick Flagg mm-hmm. and an entire contingent of military guys. Mm-hmm. There goes your deniability, asshole. <laughs> You're sending the fucking military, even black ops. And if you could send black ops without it being without giving yourselves accountability, why do you need the suicide squad? Like there's not only is Harley kind of pointless, like you're saying the whole sending them on this mission. They are not equipped to fight what is going on. They don't get the deniability that they want because they're going with military personnel. Mm.
1: What What the the fuck? Yeah. What's I mean, I think. I and I'm just going to play devil's advocate here, please. Yeah. But and I think there's something there. There could be something interesting in the idea that that the 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 sit the setting up of this black ops team causes the enchantress to go rogue and like that they're, they're, they're it, because of Amanda Waller this whole thing happened. I think that sounds more interesting than what actually happens, and that and the film in no way addresses that. Um, that could have been maybe where they were going with it but
0: also side note how how rick flag and his team keep keeping the mission secret from them
1: yeah for no reason
0: for no fucking reason they start seeing those those amorphous that, sort of humanoid monsters that they, the enchantress they, makes They can kill for pg-13 they you can rating. kill for pg-13 because they break apart in a black mist instead of blood yeah exactly and they're faceless
1: even though they were formerly human yes yeah yep. okay got it um
0: yeah no that's how the rules work
1: yep um Heaven forbid they should smoke pot. Oh yeah. no, if they Good. smoke
0: pot, they'd be they'd be toast. It's and to I don't even know if uh even Boomerang is drinking beer. It looked like energy drinks for half the fucking time. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh anyway. Uh so then there's this moment like after a bunch of the military guys get killed and they're sort of moving through the city to go to do this unnamed mission that no one seems to be questioning at all, even though some of them or all of them should have seen the magic going on in the distance. Yeah. Um Deadshot gets a hold and, from one of the crashed helicopters, a um a book a, a that says, file. a file, a thing that says jokably, just top secret in a three ring binder. Yeah. And he throws it in Rick Flag's face. He's like, tell him, you tell him what this is about.
1: He read it in an instant, by the way. yeah well. He read that whole binder.
0: And then, then he tells them like about the Enchantress, which I feel like they should have already known based on the black goo monsters and a yeah. couple other things. And then like, but then it's like, it's supposed to be this big reveal and they didn't reveal shit. And then after that mm-hmm. moment, yeah. For no fucking reason I skipped a part, we'll go back. Uh they're all like best friends. They first they hate each other and then they're all like I got a new family now.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, and the this thing, you know, like again, if you're going to follow the structure of what I think this movie is trying to do, which is The Dirty Dozen or Seven Samurai something, you need some moment where this team comes together and learns to like work together. They have no training before they get into this. They they're kind of dropped into a military base they get dressed and they're out in they're out in the world. Yep. And then the thing that baffles me the most is conflicting character beats. Like every character flip-flops in some way in this film yeah. for no apparent reason. So the first one is didshot has just met Harley Quinn. Like literally just met her. And then he, uh, she escapes because the Joker comes in. That's the
0: point. Let me just say, I'll set this up for you. So basically, they, they go to get to their mission and extraction, and lo and behold, surprise, surprise, the, the person Joker. they need to extract is Amanda Waller. And it's like, what? Oh, yeah. she's stuck in the city because she didn't leave. Then she executes her entire FBI team because she's a badass.
1: And Flag seems to have no problem with this. Nope, no, no. Even, even though he seems to be like riling didshot up the entire movie about being like a fucking a murderer. A mercenary.
0: So then they're going to leave, and the helicopter that's going to pick them up has been hijacked by the Joker, and he starts attacking them. And trying to get Harley, Harley jumps out. Uh, then there's a moment where Amanda Waller's like, "Kill! I'll, I'll I'll save your daughter. I'll I'll let you see your daughter, or pay for your daughter, or whatever." Kill Harley Quinn. He's like, "Okay," and, and then he goes it, and do it, and then he, then he purposely misses.
1: And and it's like he literally has just met Harley. He
0: doesn't have any, and he's proven like in his backstory because he got a backstory yeah, yeah, yeah. that he'll just
1: kill people. I mean, at some point now, someone on the internet might point out that at some point later in the film, they say he doesn't kill kill women and children. Truth. Okay. <laughs> fine but but that still like if you're given basically the offer of, of like getting your daughter back getting the thing you want back for for a, a murderous villainess who again is no reason to be in the movie and that you literally just met i that makes no sense to me so they eventually
0: um how does the how does the um the joker helicopter crash
1: um not exactly. I Something
0: happens, Joker helicopter crashes.
1: And I love how Harley Quinn kind of like folds out of the helicopter and then like parkour rolls onto a building. <laughs> yeah, and she's fine. And she's fine. Uh, also and then the it jo- crashes. Like, incidentally the Joker's fine.
0: Yeah, eventually you find out later, right before the end of the movie. And then so then Harley's like sad on a car downstairs while they're waiting for them to leave because more helicopters can't come.
1: And also she gets back, she's back in with this new family. That, oh God. And then like why, the, why,
0: are the, are we, why are we talking about so, that So then they finally have to go stop Enchantress, right? They're all together. They have to stop a Oh, Amanda Waller gets kidnapped by the goo people
1: again. Uh, and also, but but what 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 would you do if you had to go? To, uh, you know, like save the world.
0: Well, then they all to go to get a drink. There's that like totally reshot scene of them going to get a drink where they tried to make. And then you get randomly El Diablo's fucking backstory.
1: Also, like Katana decides to like like yeah, Katana, Katana was military and she decides to join them for yeah. no reason. She's like, oh, oh this is good. Yeah, I'm gonna go. So uh, so. And- Oh, sorry. I've been talking a while. No, I, I, I have, the thing is I have not a lot to say other than people do things in this movie that make no sense. And I legitimately, not just make no sense, but are 180 degrees different from what their characters should be doing. Yeah. Um, It feels like, you know, on a
0: TV show, this happens every once in a while happened a lot during the writer's strike when there's like your favorite character and they're working, working, working in three seasons. And all of a sudden a guest writer comes on one episode and then it just doesn't sound
1: like them at all. Yeah. Like, True Blood did that shit a lot. Uh, I think Lost had a few character moments like that, which was really annoying. This but, felt like, like that. But it, but it, it's like that, not from episode to episode, but from scene to scene. Yeah. Uh, which is just the craziest thing. I just, I don't understand what's happening. So,
0: so okay, let's just say, Shaheer, for the sake of argument, that we can get past all this stuff And we're going to watch this movie to try to follow its own rules, because so far, I will say up to this point, even though the plans don't make any sense, even though the characters go against their better interests and the way that they're supposed to be acting most of the time, the rules the movie sets up, how magic works and how the powers work and all that stuff have been coherent. They haven't broken their own rules yet. So they've made it about three fourths through the movie. They haven't. They haven't.
1: Like, how how do you mean they haven't, you
0: know, like when you set up a movie, I have no problem when a movie's like, oh, well, magic does this. So that's how magic works. You're like, great. Okay. Like I've bought in, like they show you the way a thing works and therefore that's how it works. Even though like, I'm not saying they did a great job explaining, but they haven't directly broken rules yet about how magic works. I feel
1: like this is a a caveat is about to fly into the window.
0: Well, my friend, the whole stupid third act tacked on CG battle nonsense Mm. So, so far, nothing has killed these gods. Military, explosions, strikes on them, all this shit haven't been able to stop this Enchantress, her stupid brother, or this dumb machine that we're not sure what it does other than rip up satellites that it picked out of Amanda Waller's mind. Right. And the Suicide Squad's plan, to give Killer Croc something to do, is go into a flooded tunnel and pick up an old landmine from a mission that Jack Flagg was on that we never knew how he escaped. Right and put that landmine under a specific part that El Diablo would lure the brother over and blow up the landmine. Mm. And all of a sudden, we're told these godlike creatures can't be hurt by all these things. This one special
1: landmine. Special, and also, our encha- Enchantress, who has created a machine that can destroy satellites and technology with the power of her mind, suddenly decides to go hand-to-hand against human beings, the Suicide Squad, Enchantress, who has the power to transform human beings to to globulous ash creatures, suddenly decides to go hand to hand against crazy girl with a baseball bat. Yep, yep. What
0: and, the fuck? And this is this is uh, this is how great ideas die. So
1: they beat her. <laughs> uh, of course they do.
0: And then uh, they all go back to prison.
1: And I I, I love the line when uh, like. Um, uh, Amanda Walla comes back because she because of course she's got to live yep. uh, and Will Smith is like how is it you're not dead right now and I'm, and I'm like you know what that's an excellent question Didshot. Yeah. shot <laughs> you know maybe this is all some kind of crazy fever dream Um. but, but, but Harley gets an espresso machine guys Harley gets an espresso and, and Deadshot uh, gets to
0: see his daughter and no one else gets anything I think boomerang just gets thrown oh, back no no, no. In a,
1: you're forgetting about the one moment of like uh, amazing diversity that this film throws at us as well what So, shawty, I'm beautiful. What do I want? B-E-T. And at the end of the film, Killer Croc has... B E T. Oh yeah. He may as well have been eating fried chicken at that moment. I think he might've been, <sighs> um, I, you know, I, for, for, <laughs> for what I said about having this film, having diversity, it does have diversity. And I just, it was just such a strange thing to throw in there. The guy literally says, I want B E T and he gets B E T. You know what would have been great? Any other,
0: like so if you said CMT, that would have been a joke. Hey guys, you know how you were trying to write jokes? Yeah.
1: You fucking idiots. <laughs> Um, and the Joker comes back because he's important. And then he breaks Harley out. Oh, I love how he had, he had a SWAT jacket with the, with the words Joker written on it.
0: Yeah. Well, he also has a tattoo on his stomach that says the words Joker on it.
1: You know what I will say? But I could just in my brain imagine like, you know, we have to, the Joker kind of like stopping in the middle of like this plan to rescue Harley Quinn and be like, uh, guys, I'm going to need the Joker printed on my SWAT jacket. Uh, otherwise I can't do this. Just so they know. Just so they know. Um,
0: the heath Le- heath ledger heath ledger joker is fantastic um yeah. you want to know how i got these scars like that's in that that whole moment that whole everything with him Man, is that, just
1: it's a, that movie does so much to give the joker like it makes the joker real and it also like it makes you it works so well to give, to make the Joker a a good antagonist for the richest man in the world and who has all the toys. Terrifying. Yeah.
0: And he, you know what's awesome about the Dark Knight? Cause if you deconstruct the Dark Knight, it's way too like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like, everything's too easy for the Joker. The Joker's always in the right place at yeah, the right, right time. Right. And yeah. like, it kind of falls apart. And
1: then it does that thing where it's just like, I'm but just it's making this up.
0: But it's so fucking cool mm-hmm. that you gloss over it the first, second, third, fourth, fifth time you watch it's, it. it this. Yeah. Look, Jared Leto's Joker is not bad. Not there true. are there are moments of it that I really enjoy, but he was all over the place. And the Joker, sh- I, I, it's so funny because the not- Joker is not supposed to be all over the place. He's supposed to be crazy and a sociopath, but he needs to have, even though his rules are, are that there aren't any rules, he's
1: still a character. Look, I think, again, I think the actors do good work in this movie. I think they're lit down by the movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like... You can't, I mean, you could have Heath Ledger doing his Joker in this movie and you would probably think he was terrible because he's in a bad movie. Yeah. The thing about the Joker in The Dark Knight is he's supported by a good movie. Yeah. Um. So it's just, it's fun. I, I don't think it's the act as well. I think they all do good work. I, Will Smith, so good.
0: I'm super curious about all the Joker shit that cut out because I guarantee you with the way that Heath, I keep saying Heath Ledger because that's all Jared I can think Leto, of with the Joker. Yeah. Jared Leto. He was like staying in character on set and like sending yeah, yeah. bullets to his co-stars or and like all sorts of things, you know that yeah. sort of thing. Again, you don't I, do that for a fucking less than 15 minute cameo in a film. Like he was a, he was a fucking main character at one point. He was and I bet and, you
1: and like again I think Har- I think Margot Robbie playing Harley Quinn is good.
0: But here's the <laughs> thing where the movie or maybe just the cut fails her. Yeah. It's if you noticed she never gets more than a five word sentence. Until the moment where she's like, What? I should kill everybody and escape? Oh, the voices, like that whole trailer moment, yeah. which they play lyric song under. Right. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. y- you didn't develop her enough to earn the bent over butt shot nine times. Like, you didn't. She's literally just a fucking sex object in this movie. And Harley Quinn
1: means a lot. To a lot of people. I, I mean, I went back and re uh, reread, you know, like, because I, I remember watching the animated, you know, Batman the Animated Yeah, and that's series, where she was created. That's where she was created. And I remember, like, reading, like, th- her through line in that, in that series is kind of amazing. And it's kind of, you know, like, when you think about where this character has been, what she's, you know, done, she should be the female Joker. And, and I think she's more interesting.
0: The thing mm. about Harley is she gave... Comic book fans and women in particular, women had two options before Harley Quinn. And then, a weird way in a comic book world, you had just the fucking oversexed nonsense model thing. Woman? Sure, yeah. Or you had the 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 woman of pure righteousness. The same body type, mind yeah, you. Of course, yeah. Uh, but like, just the goody goody good good. Yeah. You never had a woman in a relationship that was like a main character that was consistently abusive. You never had her triumph over that. Mm-hmm. You never had her, the emotional weight and sort of repercussions of dealing with something like that. And and that's something that spoke to a lot of not only women, but people. Yeah. And now you take this fucking character beloved. Mm-hmm. I would say beloved more than Deadpool.
1: Yeah. Did uh, Deadpool or did shot Deadpool. Right. I'm saying
0: Deadpool, like yeah. Marvel Deadpool. Yeah. But still the same sort of wackiness and like whatever, but like with a real core of emotion and you knock her down to like very cheesy one liners, some of which hit and that's fine. And and booty shorts.
1: Yeah. And again, I I don't mind the costume. I don't. She is a sexual being. There's no question about that. But my point admittedly and also her onesie, which we get a glimpse of in the in the film, which is her classic character, you know, looks silly. It looks silly in real life. Oh, of course. And they, yeah. but I, And
0: I, you know, I appreciate they tried to do that famous uh, Joker and Harley cover like Omaha. And that was yeah. first flash and that was fine. Yeah. But it's just like, if you're going to have these stupid, totally fucking sexist shots, you need to, in a weird way, earn them and make her an actual fucking person. And she, the, in the cut, maybe, maybe the performance is different in other cuts and whatever. She wasn't a person. She was a flashback machine. So we saw the Joker,
1: but it's the movie just gives so much weight to her that it, 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 it literally. This is the thing that, that makes me sad is that it feels like the the filmmaking machine behind this movie isn't going. Let's make a movie. It's going here. Oh, you like it's it's kind of throwing slop to to the you know to the hordes and saying oh you like Harley Quinn here's some Harley Quinn for you. You like the Joker here's some Joker for you. Yeah. You like these yeah. things here here. here and are that's they? the wrong
0: message. That's the wrong message that the movie took. And again, I, I go back to fear. This whole movie reeks of everyone who is making it at the corporate level, being terrified of losing money.
1: I, it and again, it just, I, it's the Donald Trump of movies. (laughs) It's the Donald. So Shakir,
0: uh, we've been talking about this slop for nearly an hour. Should people see it?
1: I don't even want to talk about it anymore, but, uh, no, no. Uh, and unfortunate because I like, I like a lot of the talent behind this movie. Uh, again, I, I wish Will Smith was the biggest movie star on the planet. He should be. Um, but no, no, don't. And you know, (laughs) no. Do not. Nope. Nope. <laughs> don't, nope. 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 I will nope, say nope, nope, uh, nope, I'm torn, to be nope, honest. Nope. 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 I nope. am torn. This if if you pay to see this movie, this is why movies will be bad from now on. Yes. And that's the
0: the one side of my argument. The other one is this is what I wonder. I truly wonder this. Everyone's been shitting on this movie, right? Most people have been shitting on this movie. There are some people that seem to really like it, but again, I wonder if that comes from a fanboy place. Yeah. And I know. Side note: I understand, listeners, that I am a Marvel kid. I get that. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with that. I love. Like I said before, DC Television, DC Animated, fucking choice. Yep. Great shit. This is not a Marvel versus DC shit. This is something that's worthwhile versus something that's garbage. Right. <laughs> The problem, the, the thing that I'm interested in, though, is if I waited a week, listened to all the reviews, listen to us, listen to uh, if other podcasts about this existed, listen to them.
1: There are unfortunately no other. Podcasts. I know.
0: Um, could my expectations be lowered enough <laughs> where I would enjoy it? Because that is a thing. I'm wondering, this is, you know how you said, like, why are we talking about this? This is the Donald Trump of films and all that shit. Yeah. Did I. Put too much importance on this movie before walking into it i knowing that the pedigree is that of a
1: trash fire yeah I would argue that that if if that was your criteria, then I think bat you would enjoy Batman v Superman more because you got to see Batman fight Superman, and that is mildly interesting nothing in like we we talked about the one moment that we both thought was cool i don't think either of us. Have any other moments in this movie that we thought were genuinely cool? I mean, maybe scenes or shots, but I can't. I can't think of them off the top of my head. No, and and so I,
0: I, I liked the Joker and Harley uh, in the acid.
1: I liked that scene. Serves no function. Nope, serves no function whatsoever in this movie. I
0: mean, it gives you a little bit of her background, but okay.
1: But I don't get it either. I was like, what did that do to her? Well, it the whole thing, skin white, yeah, but it also
0: it makes her crazy, and there's something of, it makes him a little bit stronger. Like that's the sort of thing. If it doesn't teach you that in the movie. That's just sort of a comic book thing.
1: Right, right, right. Um,
0: and she's also a gymnast. They set that up too, but whatever. She's a gymnast, psychiatrist. Who? I is, mean, again, if you
1: are going into a horror, uh, like a magical battle, that's who you got to have in your corner. Anyway, you got to have crazy hot girl so, pants with with a baseball bat. So swing, batter, batter, swing, batter, batter, swing. Like, uh, even if they, God, I just even if they said she is so crazy. That she always wins in a fight. That's that's her that's her advantage over other people, and that's why we're gonna send her in. I would be like, okay, okay, cool. Because she's expendable. She's expendable. That's not why. And again, she is the next to Will Smith. The, the main character. The main character. If if you didn't know any superhero lore, if you didn't know the Suicide Squad, if you walked into this movie never seeing knowing who the Joker was, if an alien walked into this movie, they might go, <laughs> "I think there's something wrong with the human race." Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so my, my moral
0: of the story is, uh, I, I don't want you to see it because you're, you're paying for it and makes people will make this happen again. Like Sheer said, what I will say you're is voting
1: with your dollars for the Donald Trump of movies.
0: So if you, but if you have a way somehow of seeing it without doing that, maybe at a friend's house when it comes out or something mm-hmm. along those lines, um, yeah you might it might be downplayed so much where you could find some joy about it especially if you just want to see a live version even if it's superfluous of Harley Quinn or the new Joker or any, if you have like that morbid curiosity right. or like even what you said in the beginning of this podcast where it's like even from a filmmaking standpoint of like oh here's what's not to do when you're totally terrified of your audience and you're worried about the internet and you don't have any fucking spine and you just mm. fucking like to regurgitate garbage onto the screen because you know it'll make money it's so funny you start by caring and then all of a sudden you just fucking roll over and you're like you know what they're just gonna buy this shit anyway and we're just buying this shit anyway that's the problem you fucking I hate I hate the company behind this movie I love weird, the people behind yeah, the it individual, it's, it's that weird thing which is
1: I think Will Smith said it in Men in Black or, or Tommy Lee Jones said it to him which is that people like individuals are smart and I think the individuals behind this movie are smart people I, I think David Ayer is awesome yep. um, and I think uh, all the actors that are in this movie do a really good job but people are like sheep, and they move weird, and they're irrational, and they do dumb things, and that's I, you know. So the moral of the story is shame on you,
0: Warner Brothers, you fucking troglodytes.
1: I I don't know who to blame, but uh, but yeah, I, I I it makes me sad.
0: Makes yeah, me, me too. <laughs> and that, and that, you know, what, and that's why I'm so angry is because I'm sad. <laughs> and again, I go back to it. I care about this movie. I right. do. That's why I wanted to talk about it. That's why I wanted to see it.
1: I, I had I had I was. I, had into, I was anticipating this movie. I was like, oh, that looks cool. It looks like an inverse of what we've seen yep. before. Th- this, it this looks should... like something different, and it was just the same shit just done worse. They should be the inverse Justice League, yep. and that should mean it gives you so many opportunities to do interesting things with them. Nope. <sighs> anyway, I feel defeated. Hey, but on the other side, let's talk about one of my favorite things that, You know that I love to do, which is the Criterion Corner. I can't, uh, even, I can't I, I, even
0: be mad at you. I'm just sort of like, I'm over it.
1: <laughs> um, so instead of going to see Suicide Squad, uh, I have a reoccurring uh, thing which I like to uh, do, which is that the Criterion, a lot of the Criterion Corner f- uh, Collection films are available on Hulu. And I watched two of them this week, and I'm going to recommend them to you. One is one of my, again, uh, a personal favorite film of mine called Schizopolis, which is directed by Steven Soderbergh. Right before he went off to direct Out of Sight, decided he needed, and right after the sort of triptych of Movies that didn't do too well from him, including King of the Hill and The Underneath, I think it's called. And um, he he was about he just got the job to do Out of Sight, and so he was like, "Fuck, I'm about to go make this big studio movie. I need to like make something for me." And so he basically took took a camera out. He's he's the main actor in the movie. It's a nonsensical uh, series of vignettes where characters speak in unusual languages, um, hilarious sort of non-sequitur, it's it's really kind of amazing to watch. Uh, Schizopolis is available on Hulu right now or on the, on the Criterion Collection. And the other film I watched was uh, Three Cases of Murder, which was sort of a triptych of short films uh, about uh, odd murders. And the thing that I thought that was interesting there is uh, one of the actors, it was an English film, Alan Bedell, really felt like he could play the Joker, by the way. He was just as maniacal presence and he's up against Orson Welles in one of these uh, again uh, personal favorite of mine um, not, not the best film on the Criterion Collection but I did see it this week if you have something on the Criterion Collection that you want me to check out um, please send us an email at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at onlymoviepod also uh, hit us up on our Facebook page let us know what you think about our suicide review were we right were we wrong is there another movie that you want us to see instead of the Suicide Squad um, and Matt how else could you let people see us? Uh, you can also, well, you, well, you can oh, you're find so me. Sad right I am now. sad. You know what? I'm going to start at a
0: corner too. It's going to be called Something Else That DC Did That's Not Pure Horse Shit. <laughs> and it's going to be, you should check out Batman Beyond Return to the Joker because that's a fucking awesome animated movie that does everything right. Uh, and you should see that after you're sad when you leave the theater from this fucking uh, cinematic afterbirth. You can find me <laughs> at uh, EmperorMSK on Twitter, Skeletor, the Number 4 PREZ on Instagram, or at www.matthewkroll.com for my life and works. Also, make sure to check us out at PAX. We'll be happier then, um, because I do think there's a lot to talk about when we talk getting good at making video game movies at our panel at the Sphinx Theater, 6 o'clock September 2nd,
1: Friday night. And uh, if you want to get in touch with me or see my works and life and ramblings, uh, go to www.shahirdowd.com S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D dot com. Matt, this is the first time I've seen you so sad. You you look like the, the wind has been taken out of you. I just don't give a... F- why, why the fuck should I care if these people Matt, turning out this swill don't I, care? I need you to be the wind beneath my wings. Sure.